Okay, guys, I got to focus on the podcast. A lot of people, yes, probably a lot of people here eat really bad and don't work out. Uh, it's crazy. But for children to be obese is just nuts. Absolutely nuts. Okay, guys, the Sevon podcast. Check it out. We're live now. And now, this delete video. So, I'm not going to win Father of the Year. I am not going to win Father of the Year. You want to know why? 2021. In 2020, I dropped the ball by shitting in the van. If you haven't heard that story, well, well, I don't know what to tell you. But, I need my headphones on. Uh, a few days ago, a month ago, I was at the beach with my kids. And I have cell service to stay connected, heading out to Moab, Utah. Awesome. Good job, soccer mom. Moab's, Moab's great. New hair, new logo. What's next? Oh, no. Katie. You know what, Katie? That's actually an old logo. I just put it up. There. It was uh, some art. Uh, I think that's the same guy who made the current art. But um, I had never used that, so I just wanted to put it up. Just a picture of myself. Just thought it'd be cool. I don't know if it's anything official. Jason Watkins, Avi killed it this weekend. Thank you. Thank you. Those girls were fast. You know what's amazing about that girl? In one of the, I'll put up more videos of his performances this weekend. He really did well. Um, Avi, his first tournament he went to ever in his life was about two months ago, and he lost both matches. And then the last tournament he went to, he won one match and uh, lost one match. And this weekend, he won both of his matches in gi. That's when you wear the like outfit, the karate outfit. And he won one of his matches in no gi and lost one match. And the match that he lost in no gi, he had no chance. Because fewer kids do no gi, it's a way larger group of kids. In, uh, sorry. It's it's a it's a smaller group of kids, but from a larger like spectrum. Meaning there there were older kids and heavier kids because they have to pull kids out from everywhere because no one wants to do no gi, I guess. So the kid, he, but so the kid that the girl that you see him go against, she's a martial artist. I think she's out of uh, Hayward, California. Um, she's a four to five day a week practitioner, the same as Avi. But what's fascinating about this girl is she recovered from leukemia. I spoke to her dad, and she's three years without uh, in remission of leukemia. And uh, that's the second time Avi's gone against her. She comes out hard, man. I thought she was going to get him this time. Props to Garth Taylor Jiu-Jitsu. So this is why I'm not – Garth Taylor Jiu-Jitsu is where uh, Avi practices Jiu-Jitsu in Santa Cruz, California, until I move to Mount Vernon and toss him in with the Pedigo boys. So – and Joseph and Ari kicked ass too. Joseph went undefeated. Amazing. Oh, you want to hear Joseph's story? God, it broke my heart. I'll tell you Joseph's story. Joseph's my four-year-old. But first, I want to tell you why I'm not winning father of the year. So I go to the beach with my kids. And um, while I'm at the beach, uh, someone tells me that if you put talcum powder on your kids uh, after the beach, the sand will just come right off of them. So when your kids are covered with sand and you wipe it off with your hand, it hurts them and they cry. They don't like it. Just like you wouldn't like it, right? And so I get to my car after the beach that day, and I'm like, oh, I really want to try that. And I have this um, this plastic container of stuff that looks like talcum powder, and it's called Gold Bond, but it's really foot powder. I put it in their feet. I put it in their shoes when they go skateboarding to keep the moisture out of their shoes. And I thought it was the same shit as talcum powder. Well, I sprinkled that shit all over their cock and balls, my, two, my three boys. And they started screaming. It started burning their penises and their balls. And as you might imagine, that ruined me. I felt horrible, 
horrible. I quickly grabbed their water bottle, put, just took off their clothes, put pouring water on them in the van, trying to get all that shit off their cock and balls. So I will not be winning father of the year this year. It sucks. One mistake takes me out of the running. Last year I shit in the van. It's just a, it's just a but one of these years I'll get it. Maybe 2022 will be my year. Um, so Joseph, he was at the tournament. Um, he's my four-year-old. He won both his matches in gi, both his matches in no gi. And then the tournament director walked up or someone at the tournament. I don't know if it's a tournament director and says to my wife, Hey, we have someone here who needs a consolation match. What does that mean? That means that someone has given them $130 and there's no one to wrestle them. So they're looking for someone to go up against them. So they choose my son and my wife agrees. And I look over and they start the match and this kid grabbed and Joseph's a high as a kite because he just won four matches, right? And he won two gold medals. And this kid, this kid grabs Joseph and slams him to the ground and bounces his head off the ground. Gets on top of him and full mount. Joseph pulls his, the kid's head down into his chest and he stays there until he starts crying. The kid was too big and too old. We should have said no. I don't mind my kid taking a whooping. My kids take whoopings all the time. All the kids they go up against at Garth Taylor Jiu-Jitsu are bigger. But for a tournament director to put a bigger kid and an older kid against my kid just so that they don't have to refund the 130 bucks is bullshit. Don't hesitate to stand up for your kid. Uh, soccer mom, no gi. No gi is when basically you just wrestle in shorts and a long sleeve shirt. And these same idiots who run this tournament, I went to the, the last tournament I went to theirs. Um, my kids were four and they wouldn't let my kids per, um, compete in no gi because they didn't have the right apparel. They had leggings and uh, tank tops. Well, that's fine. But then don't keep my 260 bucks. Give it back to me. Yeah, that shit's expensive. Take your kid to a jiu-jitsu tournament. It's like 100, 130 bucks for just two matches. Something like that. 80 bucks, 90 bucks. It's crazy. Right? Uh, no guests today. Just a couple topics I want to talk to you about. Has anyone ever called you a flat earther? Is that is, is that like when they don't want to argue back with you, but they just think you're crazy? Someone finally did that in my DMs. There's like two people. Oh, my sister's calling me. I wonder what she wants. Should I just tell her I'm on the podcast? I'm on the podcast. My sister lives in Texas. Yeah, so there's like two people in my DMs. I get a, a, I, I think I get a lot of DMs, almost too many for me to respond to. It takes me a couple hours every day, hundreds and hundreds of DMs. But there's two people who are always in there fighting with me, like just name calling and shit. It's pretty crazy. I've kind of become used to it. I wonder if it's not good for me, like I've become addicted to fighting with them. Luis, what's up, buddy? Are you from Chile? Did I just speak to you in on Instagram? Maybe you do not win, but you inspire a lot of us. Thanks, Manuel. Man Manuel. Man Manuel. Manuel. Man Manuel. Uh, so I'm not a flat earther. I don't even know what that means exactly. I think that means you think the earth is flat. I don't really think about the earth much if it's round or flat. But if you were to ask me and tell me um, I had a choice of guessing whether it's round or flat, I would say round. It looks round when I'm flying in the air over it. 30,000 feet, it looks round. And it makes sense that it's round. 
Do flat earthers think all the planets are flat? What do they think about the other planets? I'm afraid to even waste my time to go to like a flat earth website and look about it. I should have a flat earther on the show just so we know what the, what the rules are, what the details are. Cause there's some like basic questions you want to know, right? Like how, like what happens if you sail off the edge? Shit like that. How does the water stay in? Tomorrow I have Amanda Levy on the podcast at 7 a.m. and I'm doing a new show at 7 p.m., 8 p.m., 6 p.m. I'm doing a new show tomorrow with uh, Kate, CF Kate, and with James Hobart in the evening and in the morning I'm doing Amanda Levy. Do you know who Amanda Levy is? A-M-A-N-D-A, new word, L-E-V-E. If you don't know who she is, you should look her up. This isn't just a normal combat martial artist. This is a woman. And what I started getting addicted to is I started researching her is I started watching all of her mixed matches. What are mixed matches? That's where she goes against dudes. So there's tons and tons of content out there of her at these jiu-jitsu tournaments. I think they're jiu-jitsu tournaments. Maybe they're grappling tournaments. I don't know what you call them. I'm new to this shit. But she's going against dudes, and you got to see it. It's fascinating. There's this thing in jiu-jitsu, for those of you guys who don't know, it's crazy intimate. So my son my son does it, and the class is mixed, half girls, half boys, and it's so intimate. First of all, you're in between someone's legs like almost the whole time. And there's a lot of just putting your hands all over people's bodies, whether you're a guy putting your hand in between another guy's legs or a woman or whatnot. It's it's um, it's crazy intimate. But there's this thing, and I can't wait to ask her about it, in jiu-jitsu where you're on top of someone and you basically post up. Imagine like you're on top of someone and they have their legs wrapped around you and you post up by putting your hands on their chest, right? And so when you do that to a girl, you would think it might be a little awkward. What? So I was watching all of her mixed matches that she has with dudes, and all the dudes avoid doing that to her. And maybe that's not something you do. Maybe I'm just an idiot, and I think that's something you do. But when I watch my kids do it, they do that. Like they post up on on boys, girls, anyone, and they put their hands on the person's chest, and, and that's just like a standard move, like a reset, I guess. Someone here will tell us what that's called. But I was just watching match after match to see if anyone does that to her. Do they when they post up? Do they put their hands on her boobs, on her chest? And they, they, and all the guys I watched, they avoided it. Like they put it like on her neck or on her rib cage, right below her boobs or on her shoulders. Don't get me wrong; they ain't. T- they're not taking it easy on her. She's whooping ass, and dudes are fucking her up too. And she's fucking dudes up. It's a brawl. It's a brawl. Uh, but anyway, she's going to be on the show. And what's fascinating about her is she just beat. What's considered, I guess, um, to be the greatest female, maybe greatest of all time, male or female, but definitely the greatest female jiu-jitsu artist of all time, Gabby Garcia. Gabby's like 230 pounds, six feet tall, and uh, Amanda Levy is not that big. I think she's my size, 5'5", 150, 5'6", 150. I'm not 5'6", so she's a little bigger than me. And... uh and she beat this. She beat this chick at a big jujitsu tournament. And it looks like Amanda Levy's going to um, enter MMA. So it'll be great having her on. She's young. It'll be great to pick her brain and find out how her dad raised her and what it takes to be a uh, a champion. And and it's not it's not it's not something I'm like interested in in terms of like sexism or sex or any of that shit. But it is it is fascinating to see a woman break into a man's sport. She. Um, she, she, she's one of the first to do it for in her and by a man's sport. I mean, when she was going to high school, she had that she needed people to go against. So she had to go against into uh, boys wrestling. And it looks like that wasn't easy. Like there was some pushback. So that'll be a fun story to explore. 
okay, I told the Joseph story. I told the Amanda. We talked about Amanda Levy. We talked about calling me a flat earther. You guys want to talk about gay pride? Gay pride parade, LGBTQ. So this is going to, this is, you got to follow me here. This is going to take a little while to unpack. So I drive up to my kid's school the other day. He is, and he doesn't really go to school. It's a homeschool program where you're supposed to send your kid two days a week. But uh, I don't want to get into the details, but I don't, I, we, we avoid that. Anyway, so I pull up to the school. I'm dropping off some homework or some papers, or I can't remember what I'm doing. Some, some errand my wife sends me on to the school. And I pull up there, and there's a flag. There's the LGBTQ flag. It, it's a um, pretty rainbow flag with like this partial swastika thing on it. And, um, and I'm thinking to myself, why is that flag up here? Why is there a gay, gay flag up here? A lesbian gay flag up here. This is really weird. My kid's in kindergarten. Why would you have a sex flag on there? And if you guys remember, I had Meredith Root and Alex Parker on and and we, we define what it means to be gay. Gay is, um, when you have a sexual attraction to someone of the same genitalia as you. You guys understand what that means? So, like, I would be gay if I wanted to rub my face in Josh Bridges' genitalia. That would make me gay. So that that's the definition of gay. And I'm thinking, why is there a gay flag in front of my kid's school? And so I was raised in the Bay Area. And as a young kid, I would go to the gay pride parade. I would take Bart to San Francisco. I'd go, I went to the love fest. I did all that shit. It was fucking awesome. It was so fucking cool. I was a, just a wild 16 to 25 year old regular boy who just liked crazy shit and like looking at naked people and anything sexual and, uh, very normal. I was very normal. And, and, and you would go to the gay pride parade and there would be just this huge parade and there'd be just dudes walking around naked. There'd be girls walking around naked too, but there would be like, it was basically a sex parade. It was all, um, the enjoyment and, and, um, I don't want to say excessive, but just bathing in just sexual stuff. You know what I mean? Like a guy with a a leash walking two naked guys in leather chaps, shit like that. You know what I mean? Or like uh, four naked dudes um, holding like a a woman up on a chair. And it was just a wild thing. But it it was all like – it's all sexual expressions. It was all sexually charged. There wasn't there anything there like, hey, hire gay people because they're just as good as straight people. It wasn't like that at all. It's their sex parades. And they were cool. I had a fucking blast. I could go there at 17 years old or 18 years old and just get drunk on the streets with my friends. There was no rules. The police didn't do shit. It was safe as fuck, um, unlike San Francisco today. And they were just cool people. It was just a cool scene. And I'm not gay. Not that I know of. And um, and, and, and then I would do this thing called Love Fest, and that was out in front of City Hall, and that was a crazy thing too. Tons of people on drugs. But so – and, and to this day, I've, I, I, I pride myself like I have no, I have no, I have no issues with du- with dudes with dude parts. I have no, I think that men are beautiful. I have no, you know, like I, I don't want to hold your dick, but if you need, if you had no arms and you needed me to pull your dick out of your pants because you had to take a pee, I'd have no issue doing it. It, it wouldn't scar me. I'm, I'm cool. Good, good. So I pull up to the school. And they have that gay flag. So, so I look up the word "gay," and in, in to to in, in the definition of "gay" is that, um, you b- basically it leads you to the word "homosexual." It defines "gay" as being homosexual. So then I look up look up the word "homosexual," and "homosexual" is having sexual attractiveness 
to people with the same genitalia as you. Sexual attractive. So I look up the word sexual attractiveness, and sexual attractiveness is when you want to have um, intimacy, intimacy, sexual intimacy with uh, with someone, regardless if they're boy, girl, whatever, dog, cat. So why is there a flag in front of my kid's school who's in kindergarten that's talking about sexual attractiveness? They're pretending. So when you ask someone, you ask someone who's 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 asleep at the wheel, what I call the unconscious folk um, or, or what we call in, in the most derogatory term possible, the woke folk, they'll tell you it's about acceptance and equality. Then put up an acceptance and equality flag. Will someone please make one of those? Why is the why is there a flag in front of my kids' elementary school about celebrating sex? I, I I fucking don't get it. I don't get it at all. Do you remember your first desires for sex? They weren't even like desires for sex. I had a kindergarten teacher, and I just wanted her to come home and bathe me or tuck me in at night. I didn't even know why. I had no idea. Mrs. Allen, she was cool as shit. I had a babysitter. I was maybe eight or nine. I just wanted her to bathe me and tuck me in. I was just like, yeah. But it wasn't sex. You didn't know what it was. And when my kids do learn about sex, why can't it be just showing two zebras having sex? Why, 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 or, or why can't it be a biology course? Why can't it be – why Why does it have to be through, through gay, a gay pride flag? I don't fucking get it. I don't get how that's okay with anyone. I don't – like even if you're gay, if you're gay, it's even worse. It's even worse. Why? Why, why are you doing that? Why not just have an equality flag on there, a flag with a heart that says love everybody? Why does it have to be attached to sex? And why do the rest of us just accept that, that the LGBTQ flag – and I apologize. There's some other letters and numbers and shit after that. Why does that have to be the equality acceptance flag? Oh, because they've been put down and they've struggled and blah. It doesn't matter. Words are words are words. Words mean something. There should not be a flag that sexualizes my kids or your kids or anyone's kids when my kid's in kindergarten. At any school, at any school, school's hard enough with all the girls running around for boys or all the boys running around for boys or all the girls running around for girls. We don't need to like emphasize anything sex. And then we lie to ourselves and say it's about acceptance and tolerance. No, it's not. Not if words mean something and they have to mean something. They have to mean something. Any questions? I established it right. That was good. Good argument. I explained to you that I'm not a homophobe. I don't mind rubbing on some dick, but you can't have fucking dick being talked about at at kindergarten. doesn't matter whether you're straight, gay, black, white, Chinese, Armenian, Jewish. You think Amanda Levy was scared when she went up against Gabby Garcia? How was she not scared? I'm going to ask her tomorrow. Were you fucking scared? Should I bookend that with like, should I talk about how cool gay people are to kind of bookend it, like to fight off the haters? Like first I to- showed you that I'm not afraid of dick. Then I talked about how stupid it is to have the gay flag at elementary school. Now should I like make it like a perfect shit sandwich and be like, talk to you? I mean, like how cool gay people are as neighbors. Like generally they make more money. They're nicer. They're cleaner. They can watch your dog. Shit like that. And cause I, cause, cause I'm scared. Someone will think I hate gay people. 
Nah, I think I did a good job. I'm done with that. But anyway, my kids won't go to a school with a um, sex flag out front. They don't do it. And, and I'm not going to lie to myself ever. I am not going to lie to myself and tell me it's an equality flag. I know what equality is. I know what equality is. I don't fucking need you to tell me it has anything to do with cock and vagina. Shit, I don't want to rant. I don't want to yell at you guys. I'm cool. You're cool. We're chill. Okay. Next thing. There's an affiliate owner. I, be- I believe that um, – maybe I should look this word up. I'm going to look up the word uh, contagious. I think that, I think that obesity is uh, contagious. I think fitness is contagious. I think we're all just mirrors here. I really mean that. I don't think that there is anybody here except one person and we're just all mirroring each other. That's what that, I really think that that's the essence of our reality. I know. If you call me crazy, whatever. I don't care. Maybe I am crazy. Um, let me see. Uh, contagious. I'm looking up the word contagious. Uh, okay. Contagious is transmittable by direct or indirect contact with an infected person. Eh, let me see if I can get a better definition. Different definition. Uh, something uh, used for contagious diseases, exciting similar emotion or conduct in others. Ex- ah, there we go. Exciting similar emotion or conduct in others. Basically what I'm saying is is that if you light up – when I used to watch Mad Men, do you guys know that show? I would start to um, – every time I watched that show, I would want to uh, drink, take like a shot of whiskey, and I didn't even drink hard alcohol at the time. I was like a beer guy, or I'd want to smoke a cigarette. And why and, – and the reason why is because I would see him do it and it looked so fun. And so then I'd pour myself a drink and then it would never be fun or I'd you know, run to the store and get a pack of American spirits and it would never be fun. It would never be as fun as I saw on there. And every time any of us does anything, we are screaming to the world that it's okay to have that behavior. You guys know that about me. I've talked about this a million times. And so everything you do is contagious, like really contagious, like more contagious than this thing that we're, we're, we're scared about. Are you excited for the Matrix resurrection? I guess. I didn't like any of the matrix, matrix, Matrixes after the first one to be honest. Um, and I'm, and I'm fi- there's this affiliate owner who's telling me that I'm using my platform in a very bad way because there's – that this, this situation we're in is very serious and very scary and that he has a doctor come into his gym every single day to, um, at the beginning of a class or at the end of class and tell everyone about all the horror stories he's seen in his hospital with people being infected by this current situation. And I'm like, first of all, you're fucking insane if you let a doctor speak up at your gym. You're insane if you don't listen to a doctor with a huge, huge filter on. There's two things you need to know about doctors, and I know this is a bit of uh, of uh, hyperbole, but you can ask the doctor. Doctors are trained to find what's wrong. They're doomsday people. It would be like asking a prison warden if the world is safe. No, he sees criminals all day. Doctors see just bad shit all day. You let that guy come in and talk freely to your gym members every day and tell them about all the shit to be scared of? Insanity. Insanity. Anyway, I, I, obesity is contagious. Fitness is contagious. Being nice to people is contagious. It's all contagious. This isn't, this isn't um, semantics or poetry. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean it like it's truth. It's contagious. You should have Travis Bajan on. You and him would be great for a podcast. 
those of you who don't know who Travis Pagan is, he was the one of the stars of a movie I made called Pooling John. If you have not seen Pooling John, you should see Pooling John. I promise you, you will like it. I know that's self-serving, but it's the truth. Uh... Does anyone think it's not contagious? Does anyone does anyone want to fight with me about that? Does anyone think obesity is not contagious? You know what's crazy too is you'll be I'll be somewhere like the 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 wharf in Santa Cruz, and you'll see five like girls or five guys. Usually it's girls, at least from my memory, walking together, and they'll all be obese. But the thinnest one actually doesn't look obese when she's with the other ones. And 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 therein lies like the. It, it, it everything is all relative the base in the baseline for everything is all fucked up right now the baseline is everything did you guys see uh, no no olson apology no olson like dropped down to 185 pounds or something he tried to lose a bunch of weight like 10 or 20 pounds and i didn't see the ridicule i only saw praise for him but people i guess ridiculed him and then he apologized for celebrating his weight loss and that it, and, and that it may have hurt some other people's feelings and when you do that, when you apologize for someone else's insanity, what you're really doing is validating their insanity. You are not being nice. <laughs> That's 99% of the things people do around you if you pay really close attention. They think they're helping and they're really hurting people. It's called codependency. Giving someone medicine for being obese instead of telling them, hey – you're you're dying. You're going to die prematurely, 100% guaranteed. We've been doing that now for 130 years. Since the 30s, we've had a very, 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 very strong understanding. Sorry, 90 years. We've had a very, very strong understanding that sugar is killing everyone on the planet, that it's the cause of everything. You just have to look a little bit. Not that far either. They're Nobel Prize winners and shit like that. Since the 90s, we've known that basic – since the 30s, for 90 years, we've known that sugar is basically at the source at, of, of all current diseases. I know you guys want to be like, no, it's oils. No, it's cell phone towers. No, it's – I'm just telling you 90% of all the issues, all the sicknesses that we're having, especially the ones that are happening to prematurely to people, dementia, heart disease, type 2 diabetes, um, the, the kidney failure, all it's all sugar shit. And we've known that. And instead of just saying it, we've been, the, the whole medical system has become codependent. What's codependent? That's when you, instead of telling, you, you basically help someone manage their problem instead of helping them fix their problem. It's fucking stupid. It's horrible. Julie Bauer, I am pretty sure my turning point was when you spoke about being healthy as a, as a social responsibility. Yeah. I mean, that's the real, that that's the, that's... You want to be good? You, yeah, that's it. Those are the heroes, the people who lose weight because they took the whole journey right in front of us. But someone, there's a difference between losing weight and being healthy. One step at a time, people. One step at a time. Let's not worry about the skinny fat people. Not yet. Let's just – holy shit, 271 days sugar-free? Incredible. That is incredible. <laughs> If it's contagious, how do we change what we are going to catch? Man, that is a good question. That is a very, very good question. And that is when you have to be – that is – that's awesome, Anthony. That's when you have to be hugely, 
hugely honest with yourself. You have to be mentally, mentally, mentally so strong. So when the rest of the family sits down to watch another episode of Ozark you and you haven't exercised, you go in the garage. You don't let that be contagious. That lifestyle they're living be contagious. You have to make your lifestyle contagious. You have to make your disease, your way, the strong one. I know. Isn't that great, soccer mom? Anthony, that is that is you have to impose. You have to have crazy discipline, crazy structure. You have to impose your will on yourself. It's really the only place you can impose your will. Yeah, that's a tough one. It's it's really, 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 really tough. You have to be mentally, mentally strong. You know, I saw this thing the other day. It said you are the five stories you tell yourself the most. And we've all heard you are the five people you hang around the most. It's it's both of those, right? So you have to keep telling yourself these great stories and you have to also hang around great people. You have to try to hang around like like. I drink very, very rarely. I tell people that I don't drink, but I mean I still will have a drink once a month, once every two months. And, and I always regret it. But I hang out with people who drink. But I think I've influenced them. I think they drink le- not even on purpose. I don't care. I mean I do care. I want them to be I, – I actually do care. But I also want them to have fun and enjoy their life. I don't want them to stop drinking because I stopped drinking. But I influence them. I influence them. Sevan, have you read Jocko Willick's book about discipline? It echoes a lot of what you say. I have not. For some reason, I have an adverse reaction to him. I need to get over it. I have like this um, him and Goggins and, and you know that whole crew of uh, people. I have, for some reason, that's not the kind of self-help I like. I'm more of an Eckhart Tolle self-help guy. For some reason, I, I have issues with those guys. For no reason. Probably just jealousy or something. Uh, so try to bring those people into your, I don't know about try to bring those people into your life, but I would say, I would say if you're hanging out with people who drink every single night, you might want to choose different people or hang out by yourself. Matt Yanchek, I recently saw Chuck Bennington gymnastics course talking about the same idea, normalizing bad health. Yeah, that's the thing. If people think it's eccentric or it's, um, it's, uh, it's extreme to not eat added sugar. Or not eat refined carbohydrates. It's so nuts. It's so good. People think it's crazy to not want to take an injection. People believe the hype so much that they think it's like you're the crazy one. They have a word for it. It's called anti-something. It's crazy. Uh, Tommy Rodriguez from Aurora, Illinois is calling. God, I wish it was Daniel Rodriguez. I really, really want to speak to Daniel Rodriguez. Please tell me you're his brother. <laughs> No, huge fan of the show, Tommy Rodriguez. Damn it. Hi, Tommy. Good morning. Uh, love your show. Love everything you're doing. I got a question, and I don't know if you'll speak to it, but I, I've been curious because I know you talk highly of Greg Glassman. I, I think his thing of building process is awesome. Yeah. Can you validate any of the stuff Andy Stump said? I can tell. I, I, I really don't want to speak to it, um, but I can tell. But, but, uh, huh. And I've always wondered if this was going to be open. I work very closely with Andy. Andy worked very closely with me. We both work very closely with Greg. I traveled a shit ton with Andy. Um, there is way more there than uh, – it, it was It was completely inappropriate what Andy did. 
It was completely inappropriate. It was a temper tantrum. It's completely out of context. Um, there are plenty of things that people could say horrible about Andy. I don't give anyone like uh, the way he presented it. First of all, the timing, right? It, it, it was it was a wounded deer, right? It was it, it wasn't even a wounded deer. It was a deer that got hit by a car. And instead of w- waiting for it to heal, or instead of like. Um, he he just attacked, right? He got out of his car and started shooting the deer. It was it was fucking it was ridiculous. <laughs> it was stupid. It was selfish. I, I I and 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 then for Andy to say stuff like, um, uh, I apologize for what I've done. I should have spoke up then. All those idiots did that. All those idiots did that. Sean, Tommy, that that was their approach. Oh, I'm so sorry. I should have spoke up then. But I want to tell you how bad it was. Fuck you. You were part of the culture. You were and the culture was nothing like they described. By the way. Nothing like they describe. It was it was the greatest place to work under Greg. It, it, uh, was it easy? No, it was fucking hard. But it, it but man, to work to have an opera. Those were all world class people. Andy was a fucking world class stud. Dave's a world class stud. Greg's a world class stud. Fucking Sean and Tommy had the fucking work ethic. Be all those motherfuckers were amazing. And so for all of us not to stay the course and just deal with everyone's idiosyncrasies. It's idiocy. We fucking ruined it. With the, they, people want to believe the grass is green on the other side of the hill. It's not. We had Bruce Edwards come in, the COO from uh, Chief Operations Officer from West Marine, a billion-dollar company. Bruce was like the third employee there. When he came, he's like, holy shit. I'm like, what? He's all, this is the most amazing company of the biggest whiny bitches ever. We had it so fucking easy. All we had to do was work our ass off and do whatever we wanted. You didn't even have to work. Greg wouldn't fire anyone. Greg was – Greg would have never fired anyone. You didn't even have to work. It wasn't until the end, till shit hit the van, till he brought in that piece of shit CEO, and that was – there There became some pretty hardcore ego conflicts in the company. It was amazing. It was all people who had found God talking about God, right? It was all people whose lives had been profoundly changed by CrossFit, including Andy's. Andy will be the first one to tell you that. His life was saved by Greg and CrossFit. It was all, it's all pussy shit. He's a pussy for what he did. All those guys are pussies for what they did, and I guarantee you they regret it. They're not like, oh, I'm glad I stood up, and I'm so proud of myself, and I really stood up for women, and I'm, I'm really glad I stood up for the black guy work. Fuck you. You know it's all fucking bullshit. You're a bitch. They know it. They know it. It's a cool way you and Dave – still talk about Greg in limited context, but in a positive light Yeah, he, for what he's done for CrossFit. Aside he's a, from his personal decisions or whatever, you know, whether it's true, not whatever, but it's just, you guys still talk about him um, for, you know, starting this whole thing and, you know, it's changed my life. So I think, you know, there's a lot to be said. They're all savages. They're all, I, they all are amazing people. These people that, I, that I'm disparaging right now and so fucking annoyed by because they fucking shit in the cookie jar. What sucks is that they're all like, I mean, Andy was fucking a hard worker. He's an amazing fucking human being. But, but he had fucking demons. Same with Greg, man. He's fucking amazing, but he got fucking demons. Matt Fraser is not a normal person. No one who's at the top of the mountain is normal. They're fucking gnarly. These are gnarly, gnarly people. Everyone wants, oh, I want to hang out with great people. I don't think you do. I don't think you do. You really don't. It's a mess. But the good shit happens. Everything, like everything coming out of CrossFit Inc. was amazing. 
it's so nuts to talk about inclusivity. CrossFit has only become less inclusive unless you unless you want to um, say bringing Monster on as a sponsor makes it more inclusive. CrossFit has only become less inclusive since the day Greg <laughs> left. They sell his articles now. They sell his 11 or 12 lectures for $250. You can buy video of the L1 lectures now. Greg would have never allowed that. And they're talking about inclusivity. What happened to the program that me, Rory, Greg, Michelle Moots, and Jenny Blau started in the garage at CrossFit Inc. that was for fat people and old people and people who couldn't afford CrossFit? Where is that program now? Why did it close when Greg when they when they bought the company? It was in the basement at HQ. Where is that? I can go on and on. You fucking idiots. You fucking killed your Jesus, you fucking woke dipshits. You high horse motherfuckers. <laughs> and it doesn't matter to me. I'm fucking happy, fit and rich. And so is Greg, and so are a lot of people. But you fucked yourself. Well, thank you for taking my call. Keep yeah. up the good work. And you're Keep an asshole for pulling comments. that out of me. Never call back again. <laughs> Get so your I'm... brother to call me, please, Tommy. Okay. Love we'll you, do. Yeah. I don't want to fight with anyone. Uh, my wife's going to be up soon with the kids. and I want to take them to the skate park before it gets too hot. It's going to be hot here today. I think, should I take them to the skate park or the beach? Someone asked me if there should be boo- what how I would feel if there was booing at a CF comp. Like how would I feel if there was booing um if you booed if Ricky Garrard got booed. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't want to see booing. I don't really care what he did. Like I fully get it if Pat Vellner's pissed. I fully get it. But like I don't really I don't really for some reason, it doesn't bother me. Like, I don't, like, it's, yeah, it doesn't, I think just the story, I, I guess I just like the story. When, 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 when Ronnie Teasdale um, was uh, doing CrossFit and he was at the regionals, he had had some, like, shit happen at his affiliate that upset some people. I don't remember what, like, he threw a bar one time and it got close to a judge or he put his hand on a judge and pushed her back a little bit so he could get, do his workout. There was just some negative shit around, about Ronnie Teasdale. And so the media director at the time, Tony Budding, was like, hey, let's not give him any publicity. Don't cover him. Don't talk to him. And I was felt the exact opposite. I wanted to know the story. I wanted to walk right towards it. And when I became media director, that's what I did. So, like, I, I, I don't know. I, 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 if, if, if I, I wouldn't ignore Satan. I would interview him. I wouldn't, I wouldn't ignore – I don't know. It's, I'm inquisitive. I'm curious. I'm curious about Ricky. I have no, I have no, I'm not, I'm not mad at him. I'm not mad at him. I don't understand. I don't understand it. I don't think once a cheater, always a cheater. I don't even know if it was cheating. I don't, I don't understand it. I come at it totally open. Like, like, and maybe that's just naive or stupid or I'm lying to myself, but I just come at it totally open. I'm open. I would, I, I don't, wouldn't want, I don't really want to see anyone get booed. Not anyone, at least that's trying do something good you're watching this during school what do you mean during school how are eagle how are you watching this during school you're not you shouldn't be going to school anyway you should be doing some reading and math every single day and then exercising all day every day picking up trash 
I saw a guy sitting on the edge of the road yesterday in San Jose, California, by the uh, which is just south of San Francisco, California. San Jose, California is the Silicon Valley. It's like where Apple and Facebook and all that shit is. And uh, don't anyone correct me saying, no, it's actually Santa Clara. Shut the fuck up. It's San Jose. And so there's a guy sitting on the side of the street in a lawn chair holding up a sign begging for money and all around him is trash. And I'm like, dude, why? Like, how are you not picking up that trash? How? how? Zachary Capes, what do you think about the affiliates only making $200 a month or whatever that chalk up article was about? I don't know what you're talking about. But every time someone sends me a DM and I get one of these every two weeks, don't you think it's fucked up how much CrossFit costs? Don't you think it's fucked up how much affiliates charge? I want to fucking reach through my phone and just slap the shit out of the person on the other side. I wish that every affiliate owner was rich as fuck. I don't care if they charge a thousand fucking bucks a fucking week. I wish they could. I can't wait. I want them all to be filthy rich. They should give nothing away free unless they want to give something away free. They owe nothing to anybody. All of that shit is free on the internet. These people have dedicated their lives to helping other people. That's what they do. Well, that's what the women have done. Dudes get into training because they want to meet girls. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. All of them. So I never wanted to meet any girls, so I didn't get into training. Um, I, I, I don't care how much affiliates charge. I want them to be rich. I think it's a fucking noble, amazing profession. I think it's so freaking cool. What's up, Jacob? You got a little wrench by your name. Does that mean you're a moderator? I was the moderator of a marijuana website for a while. Many, many years ago, like 20 years ago. It was kind of cool. I felt cool. I was nice. I never kicked anyone off or anything like that. So no booing at the CF comp. All right. There was one other thing on my list, but I don't see it. Did you guys see my post where I ask Alexa to play a song? Oh, if you want to follow me, if, if, you, if you want to f- see me on Instagram, you can follow my Sevon Rinsta. I don't post a lot on it, but I go live on it. So, um, because my other one's been shadow banned to hell and back. It's a business. It's supposed to make money. Yeah. And it's people doing really good shit. You should want to give them a lot of money. I want to be like, how do you clean the back? Like, like if you really want to go to an affiliate, I can't see an affiliate saying no to you. If you said, Hey, I'm going to show up 20 minutes before every class and clean the shit out of your bathroom. And I'm going to bring my own bottle of spray and rags. I mean, dude, bam, bam, you got your own. You you, have, you now have a membership. What are you doing? What have you done to help people every single day? Why shouldn't these people be filthy rich? And hey, you know what you can do? You can stand out. You can find an affiliate with a window and stand out front and look in and just copy everything. I'm not joking. Go online. Get it all for free. That's what I did. I could. I didn't. I wasn't going to go to an affiliate. Not because I couldn't afford it, but I didn't want like 13-year-old girls fucking me up. Too much ego. That's not true. I was probably just too lazy for to, to find a place. But I did everything on the internet. Everything. I learned everything on the internet. I watched the videos of, on how to snatch like 10,000 times. 
I justify the cost of CrossFit compared to how much metabolic derangement would cost me in healthcare costs, like the old Fram oil filter commercial. You pay for a little now or a lot later. Yep. I mean, I like the shows with guests a lot, but these are nice. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That's some passive-aggressive shit. I can't tell. I can't tell. Uh. Uh, Nick of Time, the reason why I'm doing this show today is um, really just to get reps in. So yesterday morning, I'm like, holy shit, we don't, we, I didn't do a show Saturday. I didn't do a show Sunday. That's not something I want to do. I want to get reps in. I want to get practice in. And so then all day yesterday, I started writing. Anytime I had an idea of something I wanted to talk about, I brought up. So that's why I brought up the gay flag, the flat earth thing, Amanda Levy tomorrow. Oh, do you guys want to know who else we're going to have on? We, we're trying to get Alexander Volkanovsky on this week and Josh Bridges at the same time. That would make me cool as shit. You think bench pressing 300 pounds makes you cool? What if I get Volkanovsky and Josh Bridges on the Sevon podcast? That'd be dope. That is a great question. What can you do? You mean, you mean, you, are you talking about your previous question, Anthony? You're telling yourself that that was a great question? Okay, I'll, one more subject, one more subject. I got 16 minutes left in me. You ready? Um, the American flag, having national pride, Christianity, things like that, ideas, beliefs, methodologies, lifestyle choices, lifestyle practices, paradigms, beliefs, paradigms, paradigms. Let's look up that word paradigm real quick. Before I get too carried away with it, let's see. See if I can even pronounce it right. Here we go. Paradigm. Definition. An outstandingly clear or typical example. A philosophical, that's uh, definition number one. Definition number three of paradigm, a philosophical and theoretical framework of a scientific school or discipline within which theories, laws, and generalizations and the experiments performed in support of them are formulated. So I'm not talking, yes, sure. Okay, so paradigm. I was never for I was I was never a big fan of Christianity. I was never a big fan of national pride. And now at 49 years old, I get it. It's something you should fake because the alternative is is worse. You should read the Ten Commandments and you should try to follow them. You should have national pride. You should believe in your country. You should believe in the land you live in. You should appreciate your house, your yard, your kids, your country, where you live. It's a form of being thankful. The alternative is horrible, and we're seeing it happen now. You want good Christian neighbors. You want good Mormon neighbors. You want good Muslim neighbors. You want people who have a who. You want people who love their country. That and you and you want to fake those things because it makes you a better person. It makes the it, it makes you a better citizen. Want to talk about abortion for a second, or do you want me to keep talking about the flag? Why it's so important to love your country? It is really important. It's it's amazing to me that the people who are okay with abortion and that the people who are not okay with abortion like don't see the common ground of how they both are really passionate about something that's really important. It's so important. 
that everyone has control over their own body. It's so important we don't kill babies, if that's the argument. I don't know if that's the exact argument. Like, those two people should be like, holy fuck, let's sit down and figure this shit out. Why are they fighting with each other? What what a fucking daunting task to try to figure that one out. Which one which one is more important than the other? But they're so they're both so noble and valid. Defending the rights of people over their bodies? Fuck women. Have all our bodies. Fuck you guys for always getting all that shit. Men and women, humans. And killing babies? Jesus Christ. It's the worst thing you could fucking do. Let's figure this one out. It feels weird. There should be no absolutes. Pat Vellner called me an absolutist. And then someone said that's the most absolutist thing you could say. Call someone an absolutist. There should be no absolutes, but the benefits of acting as if the U.S. is the best and worth keeping that way is more useful than the other. Yes, that's my point. Don't worry about it being arrogant. Don't worry about it like hurting other people's feelings. Yes, you're absolutely right. It's not – it doesn't matter. You're absolutely right. It doesn't matter. It's okay. We have the best country. We have the best people. We have the most freedoms. Let's run with it. Let's run with it. Our flag is cool as shit. Our flag is cool. It's okay to say the Pledge of Allegiance. Pledge of Allegiance. It's okay. It's okay if you don't believe it to fake it. It makes it better. I'm not suggesting you be fake. I'm not suggesting you do it to the to the extent to make anyone else feel better like the woke crowd does. I'm not suggesting that like you can apologize your way out of something that you're not sincere about because you hurt someone's feelings. It's the kind of the opposite of that. I'm suggesting you you take pride it's like it's like your house. You pick up when I pull up to my house, I pick up the trash around my house. It's like you take pride in your house. And you're okay if other people like the people in Portugal think their country's the best. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, it's fine. Think Texas is the best. That's cool as shit. You're right. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's starting to seem like you might be right. There you go. Well said, Hector. Well, people fight about God existing or not. I, um, Jordan Peterson says that he lives his life as if God exists. Exactly. I don't believe in God, but I also live my life as if God exists. That's exactly right. Well said. Yep. Well, well said. It doesn't matter. All right. Anything else, guys? You guys were awesome this morning. I promise you I'll do less of this and more um, guests. Because it, not, not, not because I don't want to do this or that I'm not like – glad that i do this or that i don't think that i'm good at this it's just that i think that i can do this and have guests at the same time and i feel like when i do this i'm like i'm just like wasting good opportunity is california the best state it is the best state for this one reason it's so hospitable to life it's so hospitable to life do you know what i mean by that everything grows here everything flourishes here chicken cows goats humans fruit trees that's why it's the best, and, and, and we have everything. It's the best place on the whole entire planet. I mean I'm open to there being like 20 of the best places on the planet, but it's fucking good. I suspect there's some places in South America that are similar along the coast like in Chile and shit. Mark Fuentes, I don't believe in God, but I live my life as if God exists is one of the dumbest statements I've ever heard. 
Mark Fuentes, I think that people who believe in God are some of the dumbest people who've ever lived. Why would you believe in something you could know? But that would be only if you care what words mean. German Nunez, you're awesome, dude. Thank you. Olivia Houston. Sevon, how do you feel about our governor pushing the shot on our children to attend, attend school? Um, you know, I think I'm so, I don't think I have a clear thought on it. I I mean, obviously I'm so against harming kids. I'm so against injecting kids with anything. I'm so against the story and the narrative of lies that have been spun up in order to justify hurting kids. It's, 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 uh, it's, um, man, it, it, it's the, it's the worst thing you can do is to harm children. And, uh, there's no expense should be spared in order to make sure. Ba- basically what's happened is, is, when you have people in society who are okay with hurting kids, you've changed every you've changed the whole moral and ethical landscape of what everyone else is now capable of doing. Do you know what I mean by that? What it requires in a human being to defend kids and what it can pull out of human beings is, uh, man, I, I would have to guess it's the most powerful thing on earth, even more powerful than sexual desire, the desire to protect your kids. Um. Yeah. Uh, Mark, I feel you. I love the conversation. We'd have to define so many things. We'd have to define what believe is and we'd have to define in God, uh, define what God is before we even go down this rabbit hole. Olivia, I I don't, it's such, it's so crazy. I mean, you can see on my Instagram where I stand. Um, You can see the way I raise my kids, the way I stand. I don't, I, I, it's 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 so it's so it's so charged for me your question it's so charged for me um i wish i, I want to articulate it in a uh, very extremely sober way because right now i just feel like lashing out like i i feel like uh i'm in my cave and two bears just walked up to the entrance and like i i just want to shoot and ask questions later it is really how i feel I've worked so hard on being a good person. I've worked so hard on making my kids good people. I saw this phrase the other day. It said, um, it was basically a, a play on the fact that, hey, are you leaving the earth a better place than when you got here? And are, are you leaving kids that are better than you for the earth? Are you leaving good kids for the earth? And that's that's like what I want to do. Um, but like that question you asked me about how I feel about coercing children to get injections 
um, under the guise of what to protect them, to protect other people, to help obese people, to help sugar addicts, to help like who 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 does that help? There's no they're, they're at the top of the food chain. I don't need to help. I don't need my kids to do anything to help anyone. Zero. I don't care. I don't care if my my parents die or your parents die or a hundred million people who are eighty years old and thirty years complicit in their demise. I don't care. I want to protect all the kids. I don't care. I don't care if I die at 80 years old. I don't want a 15-year-old wearing a mask so I can live from 80 to 84 in a nursing home with dementia, self-inflicted dementia. I don't I don't want that. I don't want to be that person. I don't ever want to be that. I don't I I don't need the the way I see what's happening right now, the metaphor I see is all of humanity is standing at the edge of a cliff and there's something approaching us and we're scared of it, but we don't know what it is. It's in a cloud and we're told we can stand and fight whatever's in the cloud. It might not even be anything bad. It might be just a bunch of naked men and women who want a hug. Cool, but it's a cloud and it's coming towards us and it's, and it's ominous and a bunch of us are scared. And so you know what we're doing? We're jumping off the cliff with the guarantee that we'll live two more minutes in free fall. I don't want to do that. I'd rather stand and fight or see what's in the cloud and hug it out than jump off the cliff for a guaranteed two more minutes of life. And that's what we're doing as humanity. That's what our leaders are doing. They're so scared of what's coming that they're demanding all of humanity jump off a cliff with the guarantee that we'll live two more minutes. What are those two minutes? That's before we impact at the bottom. I'm not doing that. I'm not jumping off the cliff for a guaranteed two more minutes. I'm not doing that. I'm not having my kids do it. I'm not having anyone doing it. I'm standing our ground. I'm not afraid of what's in the cloud. It's not even that I'm not afraid. I am afraid. I'm as equally afraid as I'm not afraid. I just don't – it doesn't make sense to me to have all of humanity jump off a cliff knowing that the bottom is going to race up and hit us in two minutes. No, thank you. I'd rather die on accident in, in a two minutes sooner or live forever happily ever after, which I'm pretty sure is what's going to happen to those of us who don't jump off the cliff. I'm betting on it. And even if I'm wrong, you jumped off the cliff. Dude, the impact at the bottom is going to be horrible. Don't hurt kids. Don't hurt kids. It, it's not – It's not. It, don't d- – d- don't hurt kids. Don't tolerate hurting kids in any way. Don't justify it. Don't justify it. Don't say they're just doing their part. Don't talk about don't talk about what's best for civilization and humanity at any cost for kids. It's all lies. It's all just manipulation. It's it's it's, it's bad. Uh, okay. Mark Fuentes, I hope you and I both have moments today where God uses us. Because that's when you know God, when God's using you, when you've surrendered and he's using you. You ever throw a tennis ball and you're like, oh shit, that was God who just threw that. Now that you have been pinned as the COVID guy, what are you not getting to talk about that you would really rather talk about? I don't know, sex, drugs, and rock and roll, party, nudity. I love nudity, funny. My mom thinks I should be funny more. I always wanted to be a comic. I don't know. Happiness. I'm really stoked on people like Tony Robbins and Joe Rogan and all those guys coming out now and fighting. 
It's cool. Two more minutes and I'll have been on an hour. Does anyone want to call and wish me a good day? 928-583-3903. I've kind of settled in. I'm going to, I'm going to fix my office. I want to show you guys my office It because it, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing to even say I have an office. I'm in this room that's detached from my house. Not detached. It shares a wall with my garage. But man, it's a mess. But I want to get this thing all organized and cleaned out. So when I get a sponsor and, and this show starts making a shit ton of money, I can invite people over and have live people in here. It would be really cool. You guys can always send me DMs uh, telling me what guests you'd like me to have on. The, the, the best way to do that is to at, is to send me their Instagram account because then I can quickly just go check them out. What happens is with Instagram and my DMs, is that people send me stuff that needs attention, but it can't get attention from Instagram, right? So like you send me a two-hour video, and I'm like, oh, shit, how am I going to watch that? Uh, Julie, good morning. Good morning. Have we ever talked? No, we have not. Holy yeah. cow. Holy uh, cow. Right? Uh, those of those you, you who don't know, Julie and I um, have a very long, healthy uh, Instagram relationship. Absolutely. Wow. Amazing to hear your voice. And you're, are you in, where are you? You're in Washington, Northern California. Yep. I live in Ellensburg, Washington, central Washington on the east side of the Cascade mountain range. And, uh, your vocation is you are a leather craftsperson. I do custom leather work and I, I now teach it all over the United States and world. And I sell patterns. And, uh, and, and when I say leather, I'm talking like crazy shit. Like you, you, you could make a saddle for a horse. I did used to. Yes, I did actually. Yep. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah. It's a, it's yeah. a, it's a really impressive Instagram account. What's your Instagram account again? Uh, Julie Bacher leather design. And, and didn't you send Dave some stuff? No, actually, uh, I was following Dave and he had done some leather work and I sent him a message because I'd never point out anything to anybody publicly um, about just how to improve upon something. And he responded and I was extraordinarily impressed with him. Uh, very, very impressed. I loved talking to him, helping him with leather work. Uh, I am not doing CrossFit at the time or I'm not right now, but, uh, was then, and I've always loved it. And I've loved the concept of it, the whole, the wholeness of it. It's a whole program. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, it's, he's, he's way into sewing. I noticed that he stopped for a while and I was asking him actually, if he would make me a, he made me a um, holder for my AirPods. And then I got like the new AirPods and the, in the shape of the AirPods are different. So uh -huh. I wanted him to make me a new case and uh, he said he stopped sewing, but then I just saw a couple of days ago he posted he was making belts again. So I should I'm gonna bug him actually when we get off the phone here and be like, dude, you gotta make me. I mean, it's one of those gifts that he gave me that I've used every single day forever. Uh huh. Yeah, that's awesome. He does pretty good for uh, um, you know a hobbyist leather crafter, but he seems like a dude who studies everything uh, pretty pretty closely and figures things out. So yeah. my, um, Avi just turned seven yesterday and Dave made him a, um, like a pouch, like a, uh, like an, you know, like one of those pouches you has as a little, as a little kid and it had the three, three hole punch in the side and like you'd put it and then you put your pencils and pens in it. Uh 
in your um, oh yeah so he made avi one of those but not with the three hole punch but it's just like a bag like that for putting pencils and pens in and it's really cool and then it, with leather uh, like a leather tag he put on there avi's name and then for all right. three of my boys he made them leather bookmarks it was so fucking sweet He's, right it, on it blows me away when he does that shit right it, uh, he does it all the he, time, but I'm never, I never, I'm always still shocked. I'm like, who is this thoughtful guy? Uh, he is. I, I think more than people realize, it, at least from what I see. Obviously, I've never met him or you in person. He's a cactus also, that fruits. He's a fruiting cactus plant. He's, he's, I mean, you think you just see all those prickly thorns and you can't get close to it. And then all of a sudden it just gives you a huge chunk of fruit. And you're like, what is going on with this plant? Yep. He, he, he's a, he's an incredible human being for sticking it out and being the first ever Hispanic CEO um, of CrossFit. So I love it. Are you, are you, are you Mexican? Are you Hispanic? Are you Latin? Nope. Nope. I'm just, uh, I'm, I am a used to be chubby white girl (laughs) and I'm not a chubby white girl anymore. What happened? I quit sugar. How was that? I quit sugar. Uh, I didn't want to die. I didn't want to die from what I put in my face. Yeah. Um, COVID, you know, I, I probably could have passed away, but, um, I think I lost 15 pounds right out of the gate and three pant sizes. And that told me how much inflammation sugar causes. Yeah. Isn't the inflammation crazy? So I'm at the end of my 36 yes. hour fast as I talk to you right now. I, and, uh, it's, it's crazy how I feel this morning. It's not even weight loss. It's inflammation. I'm like, a, it's nuts. Right. One of the things that stuck with me when I read Jason Fung's book, also one statement so profound that said diabetes medication will keep you diabetic. Mm. And I'm like, screw the pharmaceutical companies. I do not want to give you my money anymore because you keep us fat. They're, they're docents of death. They, they, they walk you to your, what's that thing called that they put you in that box? Yes. What's that called? The casket. Casket. Yes. Yes. Have you ever made a casket? Have you ever, a leather casket? Can you make a leather casket? Uh, nope. Nope. Uh, that. I suppose you could adorn a casket with leather handles. Or, or, or can't you do stuff to make leather really hard? Dave made me this thing yeah. that holds whiskey bottles, and it's like this really like – it's like leather that's like hard like potato chips. Yes, you can. Leather is incredible. It is the ultimate in recycling. It also holds your steak in your until ste- your steak – yeah, it holds its – you know, it – and envelops that steer and keeps it good and uh, healthy until you decide to to eat that beef. So oh, that's a great I like that. Leather is amazing. Like I never yeah. thought of it like that. Yep. And uh and so so you basically was it hard quitting sugar? Um, I kinda sorta I, I don't like diets. I hate counting things and stuff like that. So I just kind of started my journey with eating some sugar-free things that I liked that were sweetened with stevia because I don't like the other ones. I think I chose the lesser of two evils. Um, and in my brain has turned around. Like, uh, I can't explain it. For the first time in my life at 58 years old, I feel like if I ate a candy bar, I'd die. Yeah, isn't that weird? With, I feel like if I drank a Frappuccino, I'd die. Yeah, the whole concept of you can work off a candy bar or... 
you know, you can run five miles and then go eat a big sugary meal is so wrong. So, so wrong. It, anything you eat affects you at a cellular level. You can't change it. I am. Uh, my, my son had a birthday party yesterday and, and my, the grandparents brought over a cake and, um, I, I, I cut the cake and I wasn't even tempted to have a piece. And you know what? That's I know that behavior is going to affect my kids. I know they're yeah. going to remember that when they get older. So my kids had a piece of cake and I know when they get older and of course I'll let them have a piece of cake. It's their birthday for Christ's sake. But I, right. I, I, I know they're going to see that. I know they're going to be like, wow, my dad had discipline. Wow. My dad didn't eat cake. That's interesting. That's okay. Not to yeah. eat cake. The day I knew I had kicked it was Easter this year, Easter. My son said, Hey, what's for dessert? And I was like, Oh my gosh, I didn't even think about making one and I'm a foodie and I love to cook and bake. And he, I was pretty proud of myself at that point. And he said, Hey, you ever going to make me an apple pie again? And I said, you know what? I will, but it'll be with maybe a sugar alternative because I am not bringing white sugar into my new home. It will not come in the door. You got a new home. I'm building a new shop and classroom. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. Yep. You know, I was, um, I had this guy on the podcast, Julie, his name is, uh, Heath Pedigo. I don't know if you heard that one. He's the guy, he's 39 years old. He's a jujitsu practitioner out of Mount Vernon, Illinois. And he has that, mm-hmm. he rented a, he rented an abandoned cleaner, dry cleaner, and he lets boys sleep in there and practice jujitsu. And out of that, eight years later, there's all these world champions coming out of this shithole on Mount Vernon, Illinois. It's like this That's dis- awesome. doesn't even have like hot and cold running water, right? And um, and and it's exploding. They're exploding on the internet, on Instagram, everywhere. And the boys are amazing, and the discipline and the strength and everything coming out of there. So I started looking at homes in Mount Vernon, Illinois. I thought, oh, maybe I can live in Mount Vernon, Illinois, for five hundred thousand dollars. You can get oh a 7,000 square foot home on 25 acres with a pool, tennis courts, and a shop that's like 60 by 120 feet. I mean, it, that's, that's crazy. It's nuts. It's four, it was like $40 was a square foot for the house. I bought a house in Santa Cruz five years ago that was $1,000 a square foot. Oh my God. 500 square feet, $500,000 on a 600 square foot piece of land. I shit you not. Good old California. I believe you. Yeah. I and I and I know it's a wonderful state. It, it California, Washington are such great versatile states for growing things and being outside. But gosh darn that governor! I tell you what. Yeah. Um, I wished he loved California as much as you did. Yeah. It's so it's so sad. It's so sad. Very. We have a horrible governor, also. Yeah, you got a pretty yeah. Hey, are they? I keep seeing articles. People are sending me that they're building the first quarantine camp in the country in Washington. Is that true? Apparently, I've read some articles on it too, and that was actually, I believe, early on. I think that was early on. Um, I've seen job listings for COVID it started. for people to yeah. work there. I'm like, what the yeah. hell is going on? I mean, the CDC does have a does have a contingency plan i don't know if you've ever seen that but they do have a plan on there that talks about um, building quarantine camps it's part of 
it's, it's part of a plan, I guess, if a pandemic became bad enough, they have this plan. And basically it's to gather up all the old people and start putting in and all those people who are in jeopardy of getting sick um, into these quarantine camps, which is funny is that that's what they should have done from the beginning, not put people in camps, but they should have suggested to be the sick people who get quarantined. Healthy people should never, ever, ever be quarantined. Exactly. It's, uh, I had a paramedic friend tell me that he had noticed uh, when COVID started that the CDC site changed changed that right away. They oh, took it off their site. The policy. He said we were yeah. We, he said we were never trained that we were always trained to quarantine the sick. Yeah, it's a trip. Um, it, someone even sent me uh, a link the other day. I was reading on the CDC, and they they were justifying. They were saying that. You may see things that look like they're forced, but they're for the betterment of society. It was some crazy wording like that. I was like, wow, this is some scary shit. And you you talked earlier in this podcast about uh, talking and planting seeds and what we can do. And this whole entire world has been changed by people planting seeds and with words. That's it. It's as simple as that. Man, can you? It has nothing to do with anything else but words. Yeah, words are your you, people have no most people have no idea the magic of words. It, it's literally exactly. like a cartoon. They are literally casting spells. They're creating yep. reality with words. That gay yep, flag exactly. thing. Just, I don't know if you heard my rant in the beginning. That gay flag thing is just amazing. That yeah, the gay and flag I never heard it presented. I never heard it presented that way. And that was I loved that. Loved every piece of it. Yeah. I, I I love me some gay people and some straight people. I love me some sex. I love fucking human intimacy. The more human intimacy, the better. Let's yeah. all get naked and bathe together. But please don't conflate that with equality. Not yep, to my exactly. five or six year old, my, my five or six year old little kids. Yep. I agree. I absolutely a hundred percent agree with that. Uh, Julie, th- this is the greatest way ever to end the show. Eight twelve AM for both of us. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate you taking my call. Yeah, so. well, thanks for calling and validating my show. I'm like yeah, one of those weird on internet January shows 6th. that only gets one call I'll, a show. I'll see you on January 6, 2022 at the skate park so I can shake your hand. <laughs> I'll probably hug you. <laughs> I love it. All right, girl. You think I'm kidding. <laughs> I do. I do think you're kidding. You're not kidding? Uh, no, probably not. Okay, good. You, it's very possible. I'll see you. <laughs> Tell me what city you live in. I want to look it up on the map when I get off the air. One more time. Uh, Ellensburg, Washington. Ellensburg, Washington. Okay. I'm looking for a place yep. to live. Perfect. All right. I'll talk I'm to you I'm moving to Montana. Okay. okay. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Well, that was fun. What an incredible thing technology is. All right, guys. Thank you very much. I will talk to you guys tomorrow. We have two shows tomorrow. Amanda Levy, the great Amanda Levy. Please look her up, Google her. You'll enjoy the show. Should we take one more call from Louisville, Kentucky? Matt, what's up? Hey. Hey. Oh, it's the other Matt. It's the other Matt? I'm sorry. Yeah, Matt from South Florida here. Oh, hey, Matt from South Florida. Yeah. He's trying to squeeze in the last call. Yeah, that was but, that was pretty good. You uh, make you guys are making me yeah. feel important. I, I, I keep trying to get I off because I'm out running here. out of shit to talk about, and then people are calling in, oh. making me feel popular. Well, here, here's the deal. Um, you inspired me at 49 years old. We're about the same age mm. to um, to quit paying for CrossFit mm. in the mornings at 5 a.m. class 
and paying for jujitsu mm. in the evenings and just doing garage uh, CrossFit at home. Mm. What are you, What are your thoughts on that? About I really, really, really hate to take a dime from the great affiliates, but I also think that one of the coolest things about CrossFit is the fact that really what it's done is it's made every sport out there grow because we get all this fitness and then what are we supposed to do with it, right? And so now you're doing something with it. You're making it into a practical application to make yourself better at defending yourself and, and those around you. Yeah, I started CrossFit in 2014 after watching – the uh, the algorithm brought up on YouTube brought up uh, killing the fat man. Ah, yes. And uh, that inspired me to join CrossFit. I lost over 50 pounds in about six months. Crazy. Doing CrossFit. But in the seven years I've been in CrossFit and I've kept the weight off, I ended up getting super healthy, I ended up donating a kidney to my wife, um, which is almost like a Navy SEAL type um, uh gauntlet that you have to go through to be able to donate an organ to somebody, but they, they just don't see super healthy people come in for organ donations. But, um, so, but in the seven years of, of, um, of, uh, doing CrossFit, I never heard until listen to your podcast about Greg Glassman, uh, a few weeks ago, the, the top of the pyramid is sport. And I, I've been sitting on the fence about jujitsu for, for years because I, I grew up uh, and in, uh, in the 80s doing taekwondo, got into the 90s doing kickboxing competitively, and then doing tough man fighting, all, wow. all stand-up sports. Wow. But then had a kid, and I got tired of getting punched in the head. So I always thought about doing jiu-jitsu. I've been sitting on the fence for about 20 years until um, actually watching the Daisy Fresh series. Yeah, and then, so uh, good. Yeah, and then, Everyone and then go watch you that. talk about the – Absolutely. And uh, the Hillbilly Hammer, the good old mm. Kentucky boy. I'll get him on. So, so, yep. So, um, but I've never seen the poster, never heard of it talked about in CrossFit in our box. The pyramid, which right. I, I don't know if that's unusual or if that's a common thing <clears throat> that, they, um, that you wouldn't hear about that in a CrossFit box, but until you start talking about that, you I know, think it's common, just, but it is also unusual. Like I think a lot of people affiliates don't talk about that. They don't talk about nutrition. They don't talk about because they're so excited by the movement. I don't mean that as a dig towards affiliates, but it's cool that you found that. Yeah, it's just constantly. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, so wait a second. Um, I've got a couple questions for you. Why did your wife yeah. need a kidney? <laughs> Man, 2014, while she was uh, diagnosed. I, she was going through chemo for 16 weeks for amyloidosis and I was just laying around while she was sick, laying in bed, you know, watching TV with her and just being by her side and just gaining all kinds of crazy weight and, um, and just feeling sorry for myself and the situation that we were in. And I just came across that, the CrossFit thing and, uh, the amyloidosis was uh, like, um, a, uh, protein manipulated protein where it, it got misfolded and it would uh, um, collect on her kidneys and her kidneys were shutting down. And it, it was almost like if you were to smear your kidneys or like a sponge, you smear them with peanut butter. It was just clogging them up where it couldn't filter her blood and clean it up. So she got down to about 25% function. We had to go in and do a stem cell transplant, spent uh, about six weeks in the hospital doing a stem cell transplant. They collected her stem cells. 
and then gave them back to her after high dose chemo and that, and that just sort of rebooted her system. And then, um, and that's what this MNRA vaccine stuff, it just, they've really been pushing us to get the vaccines and we're like, but that manipulates your proteins and we're just not, we've already gone through manipulated proteins and we, uh, I've gone off on a tangent there, but the, no, uh, it's fine. It's fine. The, yeah. Yeah. The, um, the stem cell transplant went through dialysis waiting and I just signed up to be uh, waiting for an organ donor. It, it's, uh, it, interesting. The organ donations have gone down since, they started giving out Narcan to police officers to revive um, um, uh, overdoses. You know, uh, usually people would overdose and then wouldn't come back and they'd get them to the hospital and be able to donate tons of organs that way. And the organ donations have dropped significantly. So we were on a list for months. Are you a cop? Are you a cop? No, I'm a middle school. My wife and I are both middle school teachers, but we just sort of learned all kinds of, you know, the, the transplant uh, game, you know, and I just wanted to go through it to see what the process was. And uh, she had her, her bone marrow transplant nurse sign up and she was a cross match. She was going to be able to donate. If somebody else matched my wife, she could donate to that person and we could cross, but it's, it's very difficult to get, they do these donations in regions of the United States. So it was going to be very difficult. So I just signed up to see what the process was like. I could talk to people about what the process would be like. And they, um, um, I was a match. I was almost like her brother. It was, it was, uh, Oh, that's cool. um, it was so close. Yeah. And just coincidence that, you know, I met this beautiful young lady, you know, 30 years ago at a Taco Bell. And oh. then, I used to you eat know, the Taco Bell. And, I used to get those yeah, 12, 12 uh, pack of soft tacos and get twenty four. Do you remember the Do you remember the Bell Beefer? I don't. It, it was a. It was a. Uh, I think I stopped eating there when I was like eighteen. Bun. Say that again. Yeah, it, it was a taco on a hamburger bun. Oh yeah. no, that may have been after my time. Beefer. I ate there like my sophomore, junior, and senior year. Just like go to the parking lot, like after right. being drunk all night in high school and stoned, or not. Yeah. I didn't even smoke weed there. Just drunk and then eating. Yeah, that's where I met her when she was, I was 18. I met her there. Was so. she, were either of you working there or you just happened to be both patrons? No, I was just standing in line. Hey, girl. In line. What's up? I love your, yeah. ta- you like tacos? I love tacos too. <laughs> yeah. I have a friend, so who, I had we, a friend who did didn't that. know Cooter, taco, enchilada, kazoo. He didn't know the Y. He didn't know all these nicknames for, for, for the beef. He didn't know the beef. He didn't know all these nicknames for the vagina. It was so weird. He was just in my house the other day, young kid. It's actually my kids, yeah. one of my kids' private jiu-jitsu instructors. He didn't know beaver was vagina. That's so weird. Oh, me. wow. Yeah. What's wrong with these kids? Hey, do, do you have the kids do Pledge of the Legions? Uh, um, do, you, do people still do we that? Don't, we haven't done it in, in our school. We, we have up until COVID. COVID just sort of jacked everything up. But I would always make kids stand up, even if they didn't have say the say the pledge. Uh-huh. I just out of respect, you just stand up, yeah. and uh, you don't have to say. I can't make them say it, but right. um, and then most of the parents in this rural part of Kentucky I'm at are very supportive, very patriotic, kind of you know, um, 
you could call their parents saying, Hey, your son's being a little jerk. He doesn't want to stand up during the play. And they would be, they'd be like, Hey, you tell Billy, get on the phone. We'll make him stand up, you know, like, uh, you know, so. I can't imagine it, talking uh, back to a teacher like that. I, I was in high school and I had this English teacher and he goes, Hey, I don't give a fuck what anyone says. I'm going to teach you guys Job. And, he, and we, 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 we did, we, we read Job. It was a, it was a, my sophomore year in high school, advanced English class, like one of the like ones you get like five points for or something. I still got a D in the class, but he had us read Job and then we acted it out in front of the class. And it, and it had nothing to do with religion, the way he presented it. It was so fucking awesome. Yeah, that's, um, Will, um, Will Branster says your your, sorry, one second. Sorry, one second. Uh, Will says my favorite part about the podcast is that you're using a ring light, but the webcam is shooting at like 144. I know Will. It's the only way I can do live on YouTube. If you could, if someone could explain to me how I could get better quality so you guys could see how giant my nose really is and how fucked up my teeth are from being punched in the face, I would love that. Okay, sorry. So what were you saying, Job, Bible? Uh, yeah, we, uh, you can teach, uh, um, part of, it's part of seventh grade literature is the Old Testament and stuff. So it's, uh, oh, you can, I, part of social studies. Yeah. So, um, actually before school starts on, on, uh, Thursday mornings, we do what's called FCA fellowship Christian athletes. So we do devotionals, tell stories, all kinds of stuff. So it's, it's, uh, you know, public school is not necessarily Bible free. There's part time or what are you doing right now? Are you putting, are you putting the the dishes away while you talk to me? Uh, My wife, no, my wife's like, Hey, we need to go to the beach. Um, we're actually on fall break from school in Kentucky. So we're heading, uh, where my parents place in Fort Myers. How old are your kids down here? One's a, uh, sophomore in college, Eastern Kentucky university. And one's a senior in high school. All right. Have fun at the beach. Thanks for calling. Yeah. Hey, I love your podcast. I listen to the end every episode. Thanks. Love your politics. Love, uh, love all the variety. Hey, and you said you needed an ethics professor. I'll send you an Instagram message with all the contact. I've got a, uh, seminary ethics professor. Uh, if you'd want to contact him, he said he would do a, uh, a podcast with you. Oh, I'd love that. You want to get this. He's a good dude. Uh, young guy in his mid thirties, uh, written a lot of books. Uh, you may find interesting. You may not, I don't know, but he's, uh, he can talk all kinds of, uh, ethics of whatever you want to talk about. So, yeah, I need someone just um, to explain the basics. We don't get it. We're, we're told what the choices are of what to think. And then we, and then we fight. It's like, we're, we're just being manipulated to fight about the topics they want us to fight about based on the premises they want us to fight about. And it's like, I don't even know if we're thinking correctly. I don't think most people even know how to think. That's what's so crazy. Yeah, and, and you also said, I think right before the Heath interview, that you needed help with the podcast. I need so much and help. And George jumped on, and he sort of stopped in mid-sentence there. But um, and there, we never did find out exactly what kind of help you needed. So here's the thing. This thing is like, it's not easy working with me. Like, I am going hard.
but I'm wasting so much opportunity. I need to, I, and, and there's no money in it, but I need someone who believes in me, who thinks, holy shit, this could be fucking huge and we could get rich. But if we don't, I don't give a fuck. I want the experience and I want to be a part of the show. That's, that's, that's the way I would think of it. That's the way I do think of it. But I need, it, what, a, what a shame it is that I have like all these awesome guests on and that I'm not making cool Instagram clips for them to help promote the future shows. What a shame it is that there's not a Sevon podcast Instagram handle. What a shame that I don't go live on that. What a shame that like there's not a Sevon um, YouTube clip channel that's like just huge. I mean there is one. It's just not it, – it gets no attention and no love. So basically it's just me and Matt Souza. There's other people who've wanted to be a part, but the idea of wanting to be a part versus being a part is something totally different. Like there should be someone – be this software I'm using has the capability that if I had a producer who came on every show with me, when I talked about like just the Old Testament right now or we talked about like this, this ethics professor, they could be pulling up that guy's Instagram account. Or when I said they don't know the difference between beaver and vagina, someone could have pulled up like right. um, a, a clip from the Leave it to Beaver show. That shit should be happening. I don't have anyone to do that. And the thing is, is people say they want to do it, but they don't really want to do it. I do shows at 7 a.m., 12 p.m., 3 a.m. Like I, I call you at the last minute. No one wants to do it. No, either they don't want to do it, they don't have the capability to do, it, to do it. Whatever the reason, they have excuses, and I don't have those excuses. I'm fortunate enough to where it's like, hey, I do this show around the time I spend with my kids, and I need someone who will jump on board and be full blast with me who believes in the show. And, and you just can't find people like that. You just can't. Yeah, I wish I was uh, retired from teaching where I could – have the flexibility with the different time zones to be able to help out. But I've got to, got to finish out the last few years to get my pension. I understand. I ain't hating. I appreciate oh. you asking so that I could get on my high horse. Yeah. Now we're, uh, I'm excited about uh, the 500 episodes we're going to be able to listen to. So, and I'm going to get bigger and bigger work. guests as people start having more and more belief in me. I think we're on a good steady ascent. Ooh, Jorge Ventura, Alexander Volkanovsky. Man, we're getting some good people. Uh, Amanda Levy tomorrow. I am pumped. Heath Pedigo. We got some people. I got Gee coming up. I believe we're going to get Sarah Sigmund's daughter on still. I got Gee who just signed up with Mayhem coming up. I think this week we got good stuff. And I got this ethics professor. You're gonna you're gonna send that to me. How are you gonna send that to me in a DM? Uh. It, yeah, Instagram under KY Tech Teacher. Are you gonna I, drink at the beach today? No, I actually don't drink alcohol. Oh. I I got one kidney. I want to keep it clean. Right. But uh, I, I've just never been into alcohol. Sort of like uh, when Heath was talking about it, it was uh, it just never been an interest of mine. I grew up around an alcoholic grandfather, uh -huh. so and and his sons were alcoholics. I just it just never never seemed like a lifestyle I wanted to have. Yeah. So, not that I would turn out that way, but I just never. How about frisbee? Do you play frisbee? Will you play frisbee at the beach? Um. Oh, no, my oh. kids are at that point where they just don't want to play frisbee. Oh. Um. So you'll just, just you're just, just gonna go there girls. and pretend you're laying out and having fun with your family, but out of the corner of your eye, looking at girls while running around in their bikinis. No, I listen to podcasts and then uh, keep my my marriage of 30 years together by right. not looking at other women in bikini. All right, brother. Thanks, Matt. I appreciate it. Have a good day. Bye. Right. Later. Bye. I use Riverside FM. Maybe you'll get big enough to have Matt Fraser. I should invite Matt on. I can't even get a hold of Matt. Oh, 
time to start today, 30 a.m. Gonna go have my third cup of coffee. It's too much. Love you guys. That was fun. I'm gonna be high all day from this. This was really cool. Thanks, guys. Peace.